0: What's new, listeners? I'm Arthur Howell, the host of Two Sense Critic. If you're in the mood for reviews of books, movies, and TV shows, then join in. Today, we're not doing any sort of review or recap for books, movies, or TV shows, so instead, we're going to be having an author talk. Uh, in fact, a talk with two authors, Fayla Denard and Micah Ianandria. Andrea. They are the co authors of the Queer Fantasy Books. The Gift of Blood, which is book number one and in the Crimson Tears series, She Who Brought the Storm, and Moonlight, Love, and Witches, The Last which is actually a sequel to The Gift of Blood. Say hello to you, too.
1: Hi. Hi. <laughs> hello. <laughs> uh, should we introduce ourselves?
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I, I was going to ask you, like, you know, you want to maybe give more, a bit more detail? Perfect.
1: Uh hi, I'm Bela, I uh use she they pronouns and I write queer books uh sometimes. sometimes.
2: <laughs> I don't know how. Uh, I'm Mika, uh, Ian, Andrea, and I use they them, and I'm also write queer books <laughs> sometimes.
1: I'm also an artist. I don't have a last name anymore. I, I forgot to say it. So now I don't get a last <laughs> <That's> name. <right. laughs>
0: yeah, just you know, All well and good, you know. Just, you know, sometimes, and maybe you want to, do you want to say, like, what else do, you do when you're not doing the sometimes of writing?
1: Uh, what do we do for not writing? Jesus. Um, uh,
2: playing uh, tabletop
1: games. Oh yeah, that is, <laughs> okay. like, literally the only thing we do. Uh, Like, the only big thing, uh, we have, well, we play tabletop games. That's actually how we started writing books, because we were like, you know, we want to bring these characters out to the big world. Who are and everyone is definitely gonna to want to hear about these. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we we do that mainly, and it's uh, it's always good fun. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, tabletop. I've never gotten I've never got into tabletop. I mean, aside like you know, I feel like I was into to the adjacent stuff, like you know, playing a Pokemon, trading card game, and <laughs> I, I always. Was the same, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> even like i remember going to this little like card store and do like to participate in the pokemon weekly meetings and i always saw like the other like little tables and other parts of the store where people would play the tabletop games and i was like oh Oh, yeah they would have D &D and stuff oh yeah Um, exactly and i was like "Hmm, you know maybe i should do that someday (laughs) you know
1: (laughs) Yeah. yeah i mean it's it's good fun if you uh when you get into it it's um There's many different systems, Uh, there's currently also a bit of a, like, everybody and their grandma will tell you, oh, play D&D, it's so easy to learn.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Personally,
1: Uh personally, that's actually, it's actually not true, it's not the easiest. Also, there's so (laughs) many... There's some stuff going on. (laughs) Yeah, there's there's some stuff going on with D&D right now, which makes it, like, it was the biggest system for a while, and then, you know, the people who own it were like, hey, what if we just completely ruin our fan base? That's <laughs> just yeah. gonna. That's gonna do well. So now is the perfect time to get into tabletop role play games because you're gonna have such a big variety.
0: <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh. <laughs> and and also even like as uh, a tabletop like like oh, D and D specifically I've actually listened to a few D and D podcasts and I don't. Yeah. Like, and so that also helped me to like you know, hey, absorb some more info about it. Although not enough to explain the rules though. Like as you're saying, and it it's like it's complex. Like if you were to ask me like, hey, how do you play d and i I'd be like, I don't know. But,
1: <laughs> yeah. Roll dice. Uh, th- th- pretend to be a person.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's so, pretty much it. <laughs> so pretty much
1: like real life. Just
0: dungeon master. <laughs> there's, a, there's a dungeon master involved. I know that obviously.
2: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And oh.
1: They can always, uh, you can always be like, "Hey, dungeon master, tell me everything," and they they will be your guide through the world. Yeah, really. <laughs> and over the information. So, give your dungeon master snacks if you want <laughs> to <That'd>
0: be nice. <laughs> oh, now, uh, for our listeners, would you like to give a little, you know, explanation? Maybe a little blurb for uh, the books that you written that I had left out earlier.
1: Uh, the, the books have been written? Yeah. Uh, Mika, yeah, do you yeah, want to?
2: No, you can do it.
1: <laughs> okay, well, <clears throat> let's start with The Gift of Blood, since it was our debut novel. The Gift of Blood is the story of a uh, lesbian kickboxer who is turned into a vampire because she can fight, and the vampires are like, we want you on our side, so we're going to rip you out of your familiar life and just make you a vampire.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And... She takes offensive at that and starts her own little war against them. Uh, she finds uh, other people who have been you know, fighting against injustices and, uh, you know, literal fucking murderous vampires. She finds a found family. She finds friends. <laughs> she has this uh, a slow burn romance with uh, a cute girl she likes who lets her drink her blood sometimes. That's the whole thing. And she uh, learns that she doesn't have to do things for people to be loved. It's sort of a bit of, bit of a slightly darker, but um, you know, uplifting story, happy endings, but you know, you get punched in the face in the middle.
2: It's also very long.
1: It's, uh, it's also very long. It's 300 and, uh, oh, we say 350,000 words usually. Not true, it's actually 347,000. It's close enough. Which, which is the size of three traditionally published books. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, <laughs> But in my defense I didn't know that. <laughs> and everyone who's read it so far has said, Yeah, it's long but you just fucking fly through it. So yeah. can we think of the buzz? <laughs> yeah,
0: you know like it's so, plot so me, you know, I you I like you know, not, not not you know, just just generally meat, like, you know, for the length of it, you know. I can I can enjoy that, like, you know, I've sat through things like yeah. The Batman, or ah, yeah,
1: If you like the story, you're going to be met with more and more and more of the story, so it's going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, continue on in the fashion of making books too long. Uh, when we wrote The Gift of Blood, a couple of characters were introduced to me that uh, belonged to Mika. That they had made, what like oh, eight years
2: ago, something. I two thousand. 2000-
1: 15? 15? Yeah, so eight yeah. years ago. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I fell in love with these characters. Uh, there's the uh, werewolf Kay, who is um, an asexual lesbian who runs a uh, bar for supernatural creatures. Also humans, but like, mainly supernatural creatures. Like, not, it has everything. Yeah. It has blood donors. It has a playpen outside for the wolves. <laughs> <laughs> um their uh, girlfriend, Logan, uh, Logan is non-binary and uses she, they pronouns, but likes the term girlfriend. And they both fall in love with a uh, witch called Nemo. And I wanted to write that story as a little novella of like 40,000 words.
2: <laughs> a little novella. <laughs> it was a tiny
1: novella. Tiny little novella. Yeah,
2: yeah, just tiny.
1: Tiny little novella of 140,000 words. <laughs>
2: yeah. Kinda of got long.
1: I'm <laughs> uh, covering my face in shame.
2: <laughs> but it was great.
1: It was fun. It's a simple, cozy little book that, if you just like fluffy, cuddling, and no plot and nothing evil happening, this is a great. Kind
2: book. of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing and, and, nothing and I like what happens. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and I crack it
0: up. You know, that's just like, hey, you know, like you were saying, it's not it's not plot heavy. Just you know enjoying the characters. Yeah. yeah. Enjoying the emotions and relationships, dynamics, you know, all of that all of that yeah. good stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so if you just need like, a comfort book to come up with at the fireplace, do you that.
0: Read for
2: however long you can read yeah. it for.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> however long you can read it for until you grow bored. <laughs> yeah. Please don't grow bored. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please. Um, and uh, then we have our latest book, which... Um, uh, it's titled, She Who Brought the Storm, and it's about... Oh, God, how do I say this? Um, let's, <laughs> let's start with this setting. It's a sort of fantasy setting, but with uh, modern uh, versions of relationships, of conversation. Uh, it is hinted at that it may not be in the past, but more in the future. There's a mention of starships that probably and goes... over roller be... Yeah, and roller coasters. There's a mention of roller coasters <laughs> as being an old thing that they had. Um, yeah. <laughs> And the story follows three characters. uh, Laura, who is a dragon who wants to protect her territory. Rhi, who is an angel who wants to kill someone, basically, (laughs) in Laura's territory, which is what they need permission for. And Kalia, who is a giant, giant dragon and is in love with them both Mm -hmm. Uh, and uh, wants to just have them be safe and also maybe kiss them both. Uh, yeah. Nice. As I should mention, readers uh, they them pronouns and also they ha- they have issues. There's a lot of our books have like themes of trauma overcoming or like learning to handle it with love, and uh, that carries through the entire book. It is also very long. I don't remember <laughs> yeah. how about two hundred thousand words,
2: something like that. Yeah, it's it's another one that we were like, yeah, this is going to be short.
0: And I
3: have it, it wasn't short <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you,
0: you know you just feel like you know extending the the content you know the material yeah it yeah it's, it's like, it's like I, I can't not
1: have this big party where they're all like learning about each other's uh, trauma and issues and you know ugh, killing people takes time
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah and a party also takes time
1: yeah <laughs>
0: And, and it's, it's good to see, like, you know, books like yours, along with plenty of other uh, queer books exist, exist in the fantasy genre, because I feel, I feel like there's something you definitely are seeing more of now. Even just a few years ago, it was not as popular, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah. which is a
1: crime. <laughs> yeah,
2: because,
1: really. There's some good stories. Oh, I'm going to say this to listeners these books are all self published. Just in case I wasn't absolutely clear, and if publishing, <laughs> if traditional publishing tells you, "Oh, this and that doesn't exist in the market," look to self-publishing because I bet you there's hundreds of thousands of awesome books you'll find.
2: Yeah, but it, there's so many more books out there yeah. in self-publishing than there are in trad publish that are like what you actually want. <laughs>
0: yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, guys? Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's the thing, like, you know, self publishing route that you've taken. It is it it's like the territory that is being used to, you know, put out content that you wouldn't normally be able to pursue if you were to try to go to a traditional publisher that may that 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 can restrict you more. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah definitely. Just, and and, it, and you know, That is sort of frustrating thing. Like, you know, I I was saying before, like guess, yeah, there is more of, more of like the queer books you're seeing now in general, not, not even in just like fantasy, but I also feel like queer YA, you're also seeing more of that as well. But yeah. I feel like, as we're seeing it in traditional publishing, I still feel like a, there are steps you can take as well, Still, but you can find yeah. more of that mm-hmm. in self-publishing.
1: Yeah. Like, uh, publishing sometimes will hit you with a line like, oh yeah, we already have our, you know, d- d- lesbian book. For this week, so uh, or for this like next year, so we'll try again next year. maybe we'll need another one. or <laughs> right, we already have our book with a black main character. Um, this one's written by a white person. that's <laughs> yeah, yeah, so some people think publishing is better because there's someone gatekeeping it, but it's it's not. it's it... no, look, look to other places. there's, there's so many creative people out there. <clears throat>
0: yeah. Just like, you know. It's the publishers, you know, shut me off the boxes, you know, as you were saying.
1: Yeah. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Yeah, they also, no publisher would have picked up The Gift of Blood.
0: Yeah.
1: It's too long. I (laughs) I I wasn't saying they would
2: have done the others either.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I didn't want to cut anything out of The Gift of Blood because everything was important, everything was meaningful, every character had their own, like, moments. So, you know. Big book then.
0: So, and then how about your, I want to learn more about your individual journeys through, through I, when you were starting to read. It's like, let's go back, let's go back to when you were little and just talk about, you know, oh what God. was like, you know, like, you know, what, what what books were you really just diving into as a kid? You know. Oh,
1: this
2: is interesting. Mika, you start. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I... Honestly, as a kid, I didn't read anything because I couldn't read uh, for a while <laughs> until I found um, the uh, Percy Jackson series. <laughs> and then Ooh. my brain was like, hey, now you can read. Um, and so I have have all of them and have read them multiple times. I think that's like the only series that I really <laughs> got into fully. Uh, and I just, it helped that like, there's so much... Uh, in it that's like oh ah, this is me (laughs) hey this kid has ADHD hey same (laughs) so it's like yeah it's 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 great and I hope there's more books out there like that for kids like me
1: (laughs) if not then we gotta write them (laughs) yeah definitely yeah uh as for myself um gosh I I read a lot as a child but most of it was terrible most of it was bad. <laughs> um, I, like, uh, Niki, like, I'm neurodivergent. I started reading at a sort of, like, quote-unquote high level very quickly. Um, unfortunately, my parents did not like the things I wanted to read, which which was, um, you know, fiction and uh, nice things, and they wanted me to read fucking textbooks and <laughs> shit like that. Yes. Oh, no. I mean, I, I will read them if I'm, like you know, if I develop a hyper-focus on them, but I don't want to, I, that's not my thing. So, I would get, like, just any book I could get my hands on, like, between the ages of, what, 10 to, uh, 16, maybe, I would, like, our parents took us to many different places for various music-related things, because they wanted us to be, uh, musical prodigies, (laughs) turns out that did not work out, um, And uh, there would just be, like, opportunities where I'd get, like, an hour alone. And I would just, as a 10-year-old child, child just fucking run to the nearest bookshop, pick out a book with a cover I liked, and read. Just, and the next week, do it again and again until I read through the entire book. Until I had my own money, which I blew on, like, 200 books.
2: Oh, my God. (laughs) I am,
1: I am, I am just, like, over the course... Like, by the time my parents found out that I was using, you know, my allowance that they gave me to do things I like, like, reading books I like, oh, they were not happy. <laughs> uh, also, disclaimer, my parents are not good people. They are, uh, their opinions don't matter. Fuck them. Like, if you want to read books, kids, if you want to read books, read the books you want to read. It's nice to diversify, but read what you want to read. Yeah. Anyway, all those books were in German. because. Yeah. I live in Germany and they were bad Yeah. because uh... most books that we get here in Germany are just, they're they're, uh, translations of uh, books from other countries, like predominantly English books. And that just like uh, raised my standards for reading because the person who was translating it usually does not understand. They don't understand the voice of the author. And don't convey it properly. So when I got my hands on like uh, an English book, I don't, I don't remember which one it was. Um, I find it from like part of the Warriors series. Uh, it's also hard to you know find uh, the original counterparts because Germany like insists on completely renaming them. Um, but yeah, when I got my hands on the original one and was like, this is so much better. And then I started developing my English skills. For some
2: reason, <laughs> and now you sound like this.
1: <laughs> now I sound like this. Yes, now I can speak English because because I liked to read fantasy and watch stuff, and I wanted to be better. See, reading fiction is important.
0: My <laughs> well, of, of course, you know, being able to dive into, you know, fantasy worlds or sci-fi worlds or maybe even just like contemporary worlds. You know, that's or, or, or historical yeah. worlds, whatever world you want to yeah. dive into. hey and 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 also, Percy Jackson. You know, I'm glad that that you know he brought it up because you know that's a huge huge thing. And you know, I'm a big fan of that. And I and, mm-hmm. and I was just always I was always struck by how the ADHD was woven into that series. And it's just interesting. Yeah. And it was only it was only like a couple years ago when I learned for the first time that it was because the author Rick Riordan, has yeah, he wanted because of, 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 of his kid. and his kid. He
2: wanted his kid to see himself in yeah. characters, and it was really cool.
0: Yes, and so, so cool.
2: Yeah,
0: and it was just, yeah, it really nice to learn about and, and that and how it it was like woven. It's pretty like just pretty. Smoothly into the series and how it was. Yeah. Like it wasn't. It wasn't a, made like a big deal out of it. It was just like everyone. Apparently, mm-hmm. everyone has ADHD. Literally, so oh, okay.
2: everyone you see has ADHD or yeah. <laughs> dyslexia. It's yeah.
0: so, <laughs> totally. uh, so good. Really great to see. Yeah.
1: I I think I got to read the first one in German, of course, because why <laughs> would we read good books in the original language? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Don't worry, yeah. I have all the books, it's fine. Yeah,
1: I am looking forward to the day when I can steal all of Mika's books and just read them because I am so excited <laughs> for this. <laughs> oh.
0: And now those uh, those reading journeys of yours obviously led up to you eventually writing and becoming writing partners and you know, doing a whole collaboration. So how did that whole thing come about and your know, writing dream flourish?
1: Oh, oh, how
0: did that story. come about? <laughs>
1: Uh, Mika, do you want to start, or shall I, because... <laughs>
2: um, I mean, yeah, you can start, you have the, you get to, yeah. Okay,
1: so, uh, I guess it was, how uh, what What year did we start, uh, uh, like, meeting? I think, uh It was 2019, yeah. Okay, so, um, it was the year 2019, <laughs> I had uh, been, I, I've been, like, most of my life, I've, I've wanted to be an author. I want you to write things. I had these characters in my head. And all of my life, there have been people there telling me, oh, there's no future in writing books. Oh, you know, fiction is, you know, worth nothing. Go to school, study this thing, do music. You like music. We forced you to do music for 10 years. So that means you like it. Um, I'm going to say this right now. Uh, If your parents, if your family doesn't respect your boundaries and shits on your dreams... Instead of just supporting you, even if they, even if your dreams are bad, if they shit on it constantly, that's not a good family. Don't do that. No. And I'm gonna yeah. try to keep them out of this conversation for now. Um. So, uh, I was just, I was in in college, uh, in uh, courses that I wasn't interesting in interested in. Uh, you know, studying for something that I didn't want to live a life that physically like was going to choke me and during that time i found some solace in dnd podcasts funnily enough and i went you know what i can't bring my words onto the page what if i dm the dnd game that would be fun so also at the time i yeah also at the time i had no clue about anything queer uh, which was going to be very funny in level, like uh, in the following parts of the story. I thought, yeah, I'm, you oh know, God, I'm yeah. a dude, I'm cis, I'm, you know, hex, I, you know, I, totally that. <laughs> so uh, I started, we started, I started DMing a game, and it was trial and error. I didn't do well. The first projects, they sometimes don't go well, but that's fine. Uh, there was one player in there, um <clears throat> a friend of Mika's, who you know, I started noticing like, hmm, it's very clear for oh my a, gosh. a person it who doesn't so funny. to know. Do you want to give this from your perspective?
2: Yeah, um, my friend was talking about the campaign that he joined, which is what, Vela was DMing, and, uh, he was like, oh, it's so queer. There's like, he's super. The the DM is super, uh, uh, queer, uh, positive and. He's so many lesbians in as
1: like so characters.
2: And I was like, oh shit, I want to play this. Can I, can you I yeah, join? Yeah, and
1: uh, Devin contacted me and was like, hey, so I have this friend, they would uh, like to join. And I was like, yeah, sure, absolutely. Um, because at this point the campaign had gone so completely off the rails because I had no idea what I was doing. So I was like, another person, come on in. Uh, and so we talked about, uh, I, I talked to Devon about Bika for a little bit and, you know, at some point I noticed, huh, they keep using they, them pronouns. I did, not, I did not even register what pronouns were at the time. I was good at speaking English, not good at the grammar part. But, you know, it <laughs> just like kind of clicked like, okay, so at this point, where they're going to join, uh, I have not been given a binary pronoun uh, I don't think this is a privacy thing, which was the only thing I knew at the time you would use they-them for if you like don't know the gender or uh, if you don't want to disclose it. So I just went, yeah, okay, sure, they-them. Uh, <laughs> I guess that's what they're going by. And that's how easy it is.
2: Yeah, <laughs> so easy.
1: Yeah. And then Mika joined <sighs> and uh, their character started um, dating the <laughs> NPCs. <around. laughs> Uh, that's why I learned. What being polyamorous is uh, after, like, being polyamorous since I was nine years old or something. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> that was that was a fun experience. I learned. Oh yeah, loving multiple people equally and like consensually and communicating with them. That's not that's not what the world sees as normal. That was uh, no, was very fun. Uh, so we did that for a while. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, then. But... The
2: funniest thing, though, is her realizing, oh, all of my characters are polyamorous. Oh, this char- these characters, oh, they're actually trans or whatever. <laughs> it's just so funny. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I um, actually, Realization. Yeah. you hitting your brain. Like, oh, maybe it's next to my life more personally, right? Yeah. Right. yeah. Intended or thought. Yeah. Something like that.
1: There was a, a very interesting thing that happened where Mika was like, hey, is it okay if I play a trans character? And I was like, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> and I, um, I don't remember how we got there because uh, for a variety of reasons, a lot of my memories are very hazy before um, I met Nika. But they, I don't know, did you explain to me what trans people Did I look it up? I uh, think I, so. I
2: All I did was like, I asked my friend, I was like, hey, should I uh, tell uh your dm uh that my character is trans and he was like yeah go for it and so I was like yeah can I play trans character and you were just like sure and you didn't say anything else other than that so I was like okay they know they know what trans people are I guess (laughs) that's good (laughs) I
1: think I looked it up and yeah you did yeah I think I looked it up which you know obviously uh, Germany is a a couple years behind the time so it was awkward I stumbled through the uh way of finding out things I uh I started taking a gender studies course, uh, just because I was like, oh yeah, like, I'm definitely still going to study for this thing, like, being a teacher, because my dad wants me to be a teacher, because they cannot force me to do music enough to do it as, like, a full-time job in, like, an orchestra or something. So yeah, definitely, I should know about these things, in case there are people in my class who are queer. Turns out I'm queer, and, uh, (laughs) (laughs) a lot of things happened over the next couple days, um... Days, couple, couple of years. Months.
2: <laughs> yeah, years. Like months. Um,
1: first, I came out to myself, then I came out to the work world. That didn't go quite as well, but that's a good thing. I dropped out of college. I stopped everything I was doing, just tried to get by for a while. And I don't know at what point we decided we wanted to write uh, our characters together, but at this point, I don't like the, remember. The way Mika and I got together, we were together at this point. Um, we got together in like, what? march 2022 uh 2020
2: i mean wow you don't remember no it was <laughs> <laughs> yeah march
1: 2020 it like we started really hitting it off before uh we we really liked each other we just had the same ideas the same brain we like literally the same brain
2: literally the yeah. same so brain
1: Literally yeah. the same brain i had never in my life related to someone that much and that just made me like them. So at some point, people were like, who are you texting all the time? We had like, when the game sort of like I went on a still ongoing hiatus because I just needed to figure my life out. We had like uh private chats going that were just meant to be like, oh yeah, little, uh, this is stuff we do with our characters. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. I don't know. Wait. We've been here for like
2: months. Just a little bit. It's been like three years. <laughs> we, currently, we currently have
1: three separate chats going for that. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, three. Yeah. At some yeah. point, I was like to Mika, like, "Hey, what if we dated J.K. on this?" And they were like, "Yeah, what if J.K. on this?"
2: <laughs> it's literally so what that. happened.
1: Yeah, that's literally what happened. I was like, "Well, everybody thinks we're dating. What if we just dated like as a as a joke?" And they were like, well, what if we dated, you know, for real?"
0: <laughs> <laughs> so for a moment there, so, so for a moment there, you are falling into the, into a the fake dating trope.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We had <laughs> we had fake dating for like a split second before getting together for real. And that's when I learned what it's like to be actually loved and appreciated, which was very, very nice. Oh, that's nice. Uh, yeah, I never had someone care about me actually being on a fucking video call date on time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It was it was very nice. Uh, over like time we decided, hey. What if we just like wrote about these characters? Because wouldn't that be fun? And I was like, I want to write. I don't know how we even got to that point.
2: Um, but we started
1: having ideas.
2: I don't remember how <laughs> we got to the others, but like we, when I made Ryan, I was the one that made Ryan, obviously.
1: Yeah.
2: I... Wow. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but um, just because you were like, I want to write about, her. <laughs> uh, and I was, and it's like, yeah, we should we should do that and yeah. I don't know we just kind of started yeah
1: it um, started actually as a part of me sort of uh, having a job then losing a job another important lesson to learn I, I don't know why I teach you these life lessons Probably <laughs> listening to this needs these life lessons <laughs> if people hire you basically on the spot that's a red flag because that means people keep <laughs> leaving um,
2: yeah, yeah this need wasn't need. like
1: the yeah this wasn't like the height of COVID uh, I had no real other support system than myself. So I was looking for a job and took the first thing that came and it was deliveries and that fucking wrecked my body. So at some point I was just completely unable to work and, uh, <clears throat> I still, you know, look for a different job. But, uh, at some point Nick and I, we just like talked about it and went, okay, so we'll write a little th- story.
2: Hmm? I think at that point we were kind of writing we were getting stuff yeah. like, thought out, at least. Like, we were getting stuff definitely we knew thought we wanted out. To write
1: it. Yeah. yeah. And we were like, okay, so what if we try writing for, like, a little bit? We'll self-publish one book, we'll do the uh, Vampire that Hunts Monsters one, yeah. <laughs> Uh Because that's, that's a short one, right? That's not gonna be big. We'll do yeah. that one. And if that goes well for us, we keep, like, investing into this instead of a dead-end fucking job that underpays you and you know, breaks you. Yeah. And that is the long and convoluted story of how we started writing.
0: Yeah. Oh, damn, you know, it's really great to hear about that journey. You know, it's not even just about writing plot, it's also just about exploring, you know, navigating your identity and coming to terms with that. Yeah. It's Mm -hmm. it's moving, moving to hear about all of this.
1: Yeah. I'm glad because... You go first, please. Oh, I was gonna <laughs> say
2: it was just all connected.
1: Yeah. And and again, it's interesting to hear about because I realise I'm going off on tangents. I talk a lot. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, that's all really. that's that's all right, you know. I, I I love the shadow, you know. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. And so yeah. more about your writing, so again the two of you are collaborators. However, apparently, Rika you are you claim to be more of the a, the idea provider, not the uh, quote-unquote, writer, and uh, collaboration. So would you like to just go, go a little more into detail about that?
2: I, I make, like, a lot of the characters and a lot of the, the um, art, kind of, except for, like, the covers and all that stuff for the books and everything. Um, and I'm always there when she's writing uh, to give out ideas and tell her, like, um actually <laughs> she would not do that or <laughs> something like that and stuff uh because a lot of the characters that except for like she who brought the storm a lot of them have been like my characters yeah. and of course like a mixture of vela's as well so it's yeah. like it's, we just play off each other's uh ideas of their characters yeah. and their interactions and all that stuff and just write it down
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, she Who Brought the Storm was actually the only uh, book so far that didn't involve any of Mika's characters because it was meant to be a test. It was meant to be an, a way to test how we would write these books and what uh, like, what feel we were going to go for. Technically,
2: Technically, I did add a few characters in, but you know. Which
1: ones, <laughs> Which ones was that? Liv? Liv? Oh yeah, uh, uh, absolutely. <laughs> gorgeous pilot. Yeah, I forgot yeah. about them. Uh, that was, yeah, but yeah. Um, usually Mika is the one who. Um, let's say I can write. I can do the manual labor. I need a stimulation. <laughs> Mika <laughs> provides that stimulation.
0: <laughs> the feel.
1: Yeah, like to. To get excited, basically, I can't. um, Like my ADHD and just executive dysfunction is just mean to for me that if I'm not excited about something, I am going to just procrastinate on it forever. With Mika helping me, it's like every question I ask like adds something new, something I didn't see coming, which is one of the reasons why I fell in love with them because I could never tell. What would come next? What exciting thing (laughs) they would come up with next? (laughs) Uh, It's it's
0: great.
2: (laughs) Yeah, we are a great team.
0: Yeah, I'm always intrigued to hear about how author collaborations work because, like, you know, the collaborations like yours. I know the other collaborations where it's like, oh, like, say the two authors will write a book that focuses on two different POVs, and one author will handle mm-hmm. one POV, the other mm-hmm. author handles the other POV, and you're know, like, again, again, like different co-author collaboration styles like that. So it's always-
3: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And then uh, your books also offer quite a bit of, of representation as well in terms of queer rep and also in neurodivergence, even like non-binary rep, which you don't see that much of in traditional publishing. Again, I feel like, again, it's growing more, but still not as big yeah. as we'd like to see in Yeah, publishing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's like uh, one of the fun parts. Uh, it's also, like, I think it was completely unintended. Like We just were like, we, we, we just fill the world with people of different ethnicities, uh, backgrounds, sexualities, and just genders, and that's just that's just fun. That's a nice world. It's an interesting world, and it's diverse. It's also and...
2: a very realistic world. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: because
2: yeah. you, you, you'll see that everywhere in the world. So it's like, yeah. why not in our books? Like, <laughs> yeah,
1: it's would uh, physically pain me to take that out. <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> understandable. Like even even like there's also even like the a spectrum is also uh, yeah. don't that as well. But again not something you see as often in traditional publishing. Again, you'll see bits and pieces of it, but I think that's definitely not something you see as much other, as yeah, other definitely. portions of equipment, <clears throat> like, you know, like Chance. like, like, gay, like and gay. uh yeah. yeah.
1: Traditional publishing basically works on the basis of, so you need to write your book, then you need to get it to the right agent at the right time after they've gotten, like, thousands of others. They need to like it, and then they need to make somebody who is rich and privileged and completely disconnected from the world, just believe that this is a good book. And it's hard to make that happen as an agent. Like they really are doing a lot of work to get good representation out there and to get books into the spotlight, but that's what we have self-publishing for. (laughs) Yeah,
2: I imagine trad publishing, you can't just be like, oh yeah. I'm a lesbian, I'm asexual. Yeah, queen, you, can't, you
1: can't base your uh your book on the on just like the identity of hey, this person is ace, so you just should look at how their identity affects the world around them. The I'm sure it grandpa- happens sometimes. Yeah, I'm sure it's happened sometimes, but But you don't usually see that. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna and kinda it either, more.
2: And if there are characters that are like that, they never really tell you.
3: They yeah. have like moments,
2: yeah you think that they are and or they they might be but you never really get that
1: yeah like. which is why we why we were like okay so we need an excuse for uh well mean excuse we would have done it anyway we need an excuse yeah. for why all these terms <laughs> are in this futuristic fantasy world that references humans coming there with starships thousands of years ago mm-hmm. that's why yeah, yeah. our it's are immortal <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah
1: they remember
0: and and then even like and then also for neurodivergence as well, which again I feel like that's something you're also seeing more often as well. Like even like one of my favorite one, mm-hmm. one, one of my favorite books, uh the Kiss Potion by Henry Wong, I feel like that's probably one of, one of the best examples I've seen of uh, depicting a character who is on the spectrum. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah with
1: neurodivergence we um we try to uh to put a lot in as much as we can. Obviously, you know, it's a bit different. Like we when we go into queer things, we don't necessarily go into the uh stigma of being queer beyond, you know, bigots are stupid. Yeah. Don't listen to them. Uh, with neurodivergence, it's a little bit different because uh, they add their own, like, different conditions, uh, different ways of being, add their own unique challenges. Challenges. Mm. So, we hope that people can see themselves in it, but everyone is a little, little different, and our yeah. main uh, focus and our main experience is on ADHD and uh, PTSD and stuff like that. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, that's our main thing, but sometimes you look at a character and you go, huh, I did not intend to write them as like on the
3: spectrum,
1: but know a lot just they hear there. <laughs> yeah. So, so
2: you're like, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's
2: nice. Sometimes you don't make a character and you realize like, oh, this is very ADHD-ish. Yeah, okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we always try it.
0: It can all be nuanced, you know, like, I feel like, I like guess saying, different experiences, everyone has their own different like ways of expressing it on, uh, people who are on the spectrum on different ways of discussing that yeah. and i feel like it's also like a whole uh, like kind of a crowd of confusion over certain areas because i like even like i myself like i'm kind of like i feel like i might be on the spectrum but i haven't been officially tested yet so i'm kind of yeah like just yeah. kind of confused about that and i've, and I've heard and i've heard i know other people also feel that way if they haven't been officially tested but they feel like it might be on the spectrum yeah.
1: that's a, like one of the reasons why we also just don't want to shy away from stuff like that ever Mm -hmm. and also why a lot of the books just have like explanations of queer things that queer people know because our world is not designed to or not built to let uh, people who are queer or neurodivergent or perhaps disabled or any other sort of marginalized it's, it's not designed to let them know that they are and it's yeah. not designed to give them the words they need and the vocabulary to help themselves, so that's why we have books. Gotta write <laughs> about it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, yes.
0: Now I, I want to know more about. Uh, do you have any like uh, favorite uh, tropes for fantasy and science fiction? Like you know, just tropes that you really love. You know, you can't get enough of certain tropes.
2: Mm, tropes. You yes. want to go first, Mika. I honestly have no idea
1: Um, favorite tropes uh yeah just like uh, anything make everything gay (laughs) first trope trope? first trope everything is gay (laughs) i have lived with no knowledge of queer people for most of my life i am so glad i am i have found my people make everything queer (laughs) that's not a trope it is now um, Ah, uh, my favorite tropes. Um, found family. Oh yeah. Definitely. That's that's a big one. That just keeps coming up.
0: That's a good one, yeah. Um
1: it's I, I I do need to note that I have a toxic uh, writer trait of making characters <laughs> date everyone they can date. <laughs> so you can probably yeah, I'm not sure if that counts as a trope, but that's yeah. that's a subject that comes up. Um I, I, I'd have
2: to like look up a thing of tropes. I have no idea.
1: Oh, do will not find a good one. I I, I tried to look. Uh, I mean, yeah. there's not so great ones. We don't really have a like super strong preference. I guess it just we like it when it like anything, hits the emotions.
2: Yeah, anything that's wholesome as well. Like,
1: just yeah, good, that nice too, just cuddling. good to
2: good good in the feels. Yeah,
1: there's only one bed, but they end up cuddling. Yeah. <laughs> They fight over who has to sleep on over who gets to sleep on the couch because one of them is injured, uh, both of them are injured. But they end up cuddling anyway, and one of them says they hate it, but they really enjoy it, and everybody knows. <laughs> yeah, sure. If you can call that a trip. <laughs> I'm emotional. I'm an emotional person.
0: <laughs> yeah, I like that. You know, just you know that you know. Uh, Exploring your feelings, you know, just letting them, you know, weaving through them, or like yeah. that. Yeah.
2: Yeah,
0: it's nice. And what about, uh, what about least favorite tropes? Which, I'm wondering if you have a stronger feeling towards, like, least favorite tropes. You know, tropes that make you, like, cringe, or, you know, like, or grow, oh. you know?
2: Um, is the love triangle a trope? Because, ugh. It's
0: Definitely. a
1: trope. It is it's a trope. A trope. Yeah, okay. It is and, yeah. uh, nice uh, trope. Oh god, yes, actually, love triangles. I hate them with a burning passion, and uh, sometimes not even people... like okay, triangles. So... Okay, most triangles. You... Okay, yeah, most triangles you find in TradPub pub is like it's a love line with one indecisive point or a very just uh, like self assured end that yeah. is very ambitious, and uh, most love triangles like hey, do you? Ever... Want you know boring tan Caucasian or the boring white Caucasian? <laughs> like it's not interesting. Uh, it's not. It's not. A t-
2: yeah, in- some people
1: say it's not a real love triangle unless they're like all interested in each other. Yeah, that's not true. A love triangle. You know a love triangle when you see one, and you you can tell when the writer like shoehorns polyamory in at the end just to have God. an easy solution for the easy uh. drama they wanted. <laughs>
2: <gasps> yeah, this was a love triangle. But now it's polyamorous. You love it now? No, oh I God. don't. I hate
1: the no. interactions all the way up to this point. <laughs>
2: yeah, really. Uh, yeah. It's just
0: not great. The
2: so love triangle trope.
0: Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I would I, I want to uh, Well, I want to know more if you have any more any other like least favorite shows. because I have more to say about love triangle. But if you have anything else to add? Yeah.
2: I don't think I have any.
1: I have something, but um, <clears throat> I cannot say the name of it on this show.
2: Oh, I think I, I know do, what you mean.
1: Because if I do, I will either send people down a cursed path, or I will summon a horde of screeching fans who have the media literacy of uh, fucking Caterpillar.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, will say this. I think it's, I know what you're talking about.
1: <laughs> it's a trope that frequently pairs, you know buff, strong, dominant character with a tiny, small, like, uh, more submissive character, which you'd think I would love because that's my shit. I love dominant Mm -hmm. characters. But here's the thing. I love it when it involves consent. I love it when it doesn't involve bioessentialism. Like, because you're big, you're somehow entitled to something. No, that's not how that works. Like, I... I fucking just, I love consent in books. It's important. Yeah, consent
2: is great.
1: It's so so important. Like you can do any kind of, um, let's let's name it what it is, kinky thing. You Mm -hmm. need consent because if you do anything in that area, consent is key, enthusiastic consent. And this trope that has fucking buff women and cute tiny women (laughs) does not have consent, ever. It is always horrible. It's always nasty. It has its origins in fucking slave fan fiction. Yeah, I hate it with a burning passion. I want to, I want to bring this trope down and kill it. <laughs> <laughs> the yes, <laughs> and I'm sorry. Yeah, I just, I just think bioessentialism. If you write bioessentialism into your book, that's fucking stupid. It's, I think. Yeah, you know, conservatively speaking. <laughs>
0: You know, so I, I, so I was going to say, so Consent, you know, also, which, which is something that you, that you feature in your work, and I'm glad to see that, you know, Enthusiastic in sense, very important.
3: Yeah.
0: And I was, I don't think I've, I don't think I've heard of this show before. When you, when you were saying Strong Buff with Tiny Small, and I, when I, I when I heard that, I was like, wait. Wait, are you talking about like the, the trope that Addie Hazelwood uses in her romances, like the love hypothesis? I, but I think you're talking about something different. But I was, just, I was thinking about. I'm just not suppose. quite sure. This
1: is like this. This this trope okay. basically supposes that there are uh, certain people in the world who deserve everything uh, and who should have everything because of uh, I don't know what genitalia they're born with. Uh, and the other people should serve them. And basically, if you treat them like slaves, that's fine. If you you know do that, that's okay. This is a this is a romance trope. I am this is not a romance trope. This is a uh, yeah,
2: I it's not great. I don't like the I don't
0: like the I don't like. It's it's I don't like yeah. Also, I do want to clarify. I, I do want to clarify. I think it it is entirely different from what Ali Hazelwood does for her books. Although I will say. Just the, going yeah. off a bit of a tangent here, I don't, I, I'm kind of annoyed by how to use the size trope in every, uh, suppose yeah. big man with small woman. It's kind of like, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Come on, what? where's the, the s- small man? Yeah, where's the small Come man? On. We have,
1: uh, we have a novella plan where, you know, there's this small, small guy and he, uh, his, his, his boyfriend is like six feet tall with, Flowing luscious locks and a beard, and you know, stabs people with the regular. And his girlfriend is six foot three, and she's covered in tattoos, and she has an eyepatch, <laughs> and and She's a warlord. Like, yeah. give me, give me that that dude who dates both of them. Goes <laughs> after them, and is like, "Hey, I want these two. I am going to make them like each other."
0: Yeah, yes. and, and and the, the short kings give us more of the, the short kings as well. Yeah, yeah.
1: More yes. the the short kings and the the short cuties who are like. You know, I, I can
2: kick
1: your ass. <laughs> yeah. I have met people so much shorter than me that could kick my ass twenty times over. <laughs> it's really fun, really
0: humbling. Very nice. And then, and then, yeah. I wanted to say go back to the love triangle trope because I wanted I said yeah. I wanted to comment on that. I think the only thing why I've, I've read about the love triangle trope when I was just like, oh okay, that actually was not cringy was Legend One by Tracy Dion, oh, which I love that wow. I love that book. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the of Triangle trope is actually handled pretty well in that book. I think it's because of the sort of characters being fleshed out and the dynamic between all the characters being layered. Where it's like oh yeah. it feels sort of, more really realistic, more solid, yeah, you know, so I feel like it's enough yeah, yeah.
1: we haven't gotten to read it yet, though it has been on the, you know, read list for a while. <laughs> Yeah, lot of it's having, really There's great. so many good books out there. Yeah. Really good. I've bad. heard some people say like yeah I've heard some people say like, oh, it kinda seems like maybe it's moving in a polyamorous direction, which would be great, but hey, if they're also just like you know, polyamory and that can come in many forms. Not everybody has to has to date everybody. They can just love one person who loves them both and just, you know, be like annoying siblings to each other.
0: <laughs>
1: like that it's that's great. I just there are a lot of uh, authors, specifically, you know, white authors, who think, yeah, you know, let's just push a luck triangle in there because that makes for good drama. It does not.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, even not even just books. Like even like in movies, t- movies and TV shows. Like even uh, when I was watching Wednesday on Netflix, and, and I will say, like, I love, I love, oh, I, I love Wednesday the a show. But I, one, of the, yeah. one of the things I didn't care for was a lot of triangle to open it. I thought it was, you know, unnecessary. Yeah. It well,
2: was absolutely not
1: necessary. It was really unnecessary. But, like, everybody also criticizes the, like, Oh, you're giving me all these signals when there's no signals. Which I, <laughs> I will admit, he was a monster. He was trying to confuse and fucking, like, you know, get her that's okay but I also think it's very telling when everybody on the cast like gets asked the question hey which boy should uh, Wednesday end up dating and everybody's like she really shouldn't be dating anyone if she had to date someone it should be her roommate because they have more chemistry <laughs> yeah <right.
0: laughs> I, I, exactly I was like I was like damn why why doesn't Wednesday of the yeah. What what what, what, like, you know, what what about the what about uh, the queer? You know, what about uh, yeah. the? Yeah aspect. Like it
1: also seems like um like uh, Wednesday also has like uh, a bunch of very interesting representation, um that's not canonically like put in. But Wednesday she's like um she's blunt, she is uh like direct, literal, she's practical, like a whole number of things. Uh, which makes people go, oh, she seems, you know, autistic, which is great rep. And then she's also not interested in any of these people, so it seems like, oh, maybe she's aromantic or asexual, like, or both, like, aroace, which would be great representation. And then you can still have a wonderful, like, uh, relationship with other people if you're aroace, just have, like, a queer platonic relationship, Obviously. which would be so... Awesome in Wednesday if we just got that, but that's like my wishful thinking. I just, Wednesday was a very nice
3: show.
0: I like <laughs> <laughs> Oh okay, yeah, I, I, I'm pumped for season two, and I, I was worried for that oh, yeah. moment where it was like, uh oh, wait, is this not gonna, what, what, is it moving off of Netflix and to find video, or what's happening? But apparently, as at the moment, it's staying on Netflix, you know?
1: <sighs> uh- yeah, I can't. Have- don't worry. Uh, either like in season three, like at the before season three, or you know, if there's a handhold between between two women, then they're gonna cancel it. Because... Or
2: or just a kiss or something.
1: <sighs> Netflix yes. really built a business on having to pay people more for each season, and then when yeah, that's fine. We're just gonna like cut you off after one or two seasons. Just churn out new, soulless content every month.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's, it is. Uh, Bye, <laughs> Like Netflix has
1: robbed us of so many fun things.
2: Yeah, it really has.
0: <laughs> and it's frustrating because then it's like, but but I wish I, I wish I could boycott Netflix, but I can't really, because Netflix has some genuinely good content as well, so it's like, oh, but I gotta watch this now, yeah.
1: yeah, it really sucks. <laughs> don't, don't worry, though, they're, they they're really determined you just go fucking bankrupt, apparently. <laughs>
2: yeah it's the year of
1: fucking multi-million like dollar companies just fucking hemorrhaging money for some reason
0: (laughs) it really is oh yeah just like (sighs) Netflix and HBO Max Warner Brothers Twitter Uh, Amazon fucking Hasbro
1: with D&D recently Jesus
2: yeah just so many things are just going down the drain Because of
1: it's, the people that are like controlling they, it. Yeah, it's like they don't understand that there are people who are actually, you know, the people who are giving them the money are the ones who are actually looking to get something back.
0: Yeah. <laughs> they yeah, they want to consume, you know, actually good crap, you know?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you should watch that. Read our books. That's good yeah, crap. Watch our books. Read our books. That's. Yeah. I, can't promise, I can't promise that they're good, but they're there. <laughs> We're
0: not going
3: to
0: cancel them after two seasons. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and, and now, now let's talk about your your favorite media. So, specifically, your favorite books, movies, and TV shows. Let's kick off with books first.
1: Uh okay, I think I know your answer. <laughs> um.
2: Well, Percy Jackson, obviously, and uh, the uh, Lock 2 also has become. Uh. uh it's amazing, but also what? what?
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, I've got a, gosh, favorite books. My own? Does that count? No, that doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no I, 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 I gotta be honest. I haven't been able to read much in the past years, so I'm going to be very basic, uh, like a person who's just picked up the new hot thing. The Luck Tomb is very interesting. Yeah. It's um it's actually I I do say I do think it has actual like value, like other than it's the only thing that I've read recently.
3: Um
1: (laughs) it has very interesting character dynamics. They are very messed up, but it's still interesting to see. It also has like a character like basically like displaying schizophrenia, which is also just interesting. I haven't gotten to uh, read the latest book yet. Got it. But I just I, I I I want more. That it's the writing style is fun, the characters are unique, it's great.
2: The stories, uh, what
1: yeah, what is the story? Great. I love it. Uh, I favorite TV shows, uh, <laughs> what's um, your favorite TV show?
2: Uh, well, uh, there's a lot. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Gotta pick
2: one. Oh no. Um
0: if, if you if you really don't if you really want to, you can take more than one, you know, no pressure to just stick <laughs> one
2: Honestly, from the T V shows we've watched recently, and by recently I mean like months ago, um it's probably Warrior Nuns.
0: I th- I haven't See, seen it yet, but it's on my watch list
1: it's really good <laughs> it is amazing
2: yeah
1: sadly netflix <sighs> sadly thanks netflix was like well we're two seasons in and uh there was uh, there was something gay so
2: oh no they, they kissed <gasps> cancel
1: oh no they kissed cancel <laughs> yeah, yeah and, no, it is, it's
2: really good i like
1: it like, imagine canceling your like basically like most successful record-breaking fucking show
2: right it was like a hundred percent on yeah. uh right,
1: <sighs> Imagine that. I don't I don't even care if that number is still accurate. It was when I last looked at it, but I heard about the cancellation. I think my heart it will always be the best show they
2: had. I'm sure it was honestly, still accurate.
1: Honestly, Warrior knows was going to be my, my next one first uh, as well. <laughs> I mean uh, yeah. because I was I watched the uh, I watched the first season long before we kept because we then like rewatched it together. There were some moments that hit me like emotionally that were interesting it was funny it was something new it was clever and they got queer vibes from you know one of the characters who was not explicitly like uh uh, you know said to be queer but you know seemed very bisexual to me yeah and the in interviews the like producers were like oh yeah well maybe there is something but like we're not going to like base the story like, like Based the characters on their identities. And they op- then they opened with the next season. <laughs> and they all, like, they made everything so clear. <laughs>
2: oh my gosh, yeah.
1: I watched the first five minutes and went, okay, so she looks as bisexual as you can possibly look. Okay, yeah. she looks as gay as you can possibly look. Oh, and there was a kiss on the cheek.
2: Oh, the I looks remember. they have, the looks they have is always this so good.
1: The Voyager hunt Season 1 and 2 is like a masterclass in how to, how that, the queer gaze. This is it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, oh, you know, it, great. It's, it's, funny that, it's funny that you mentioned that, because when you were saying like, oh, like saw so the queer vibes and stuff, like right at the beginning of the season, the first thing I made me think of was Willow, because, and I was say like minor spoilers, yeah. like the beginning of, uh, very minor spoilers, but the beginning of Willow, uh, not, not the movie, the, TV, the new TV show yeah. on Disney+, It's in the first episode, yeah. and just like the first few minutes, I was like, there's an interaction Maybe they go like, wait, is there, like, is there queer vibes here? There's like a very specific glance to someone to the side, and it's like, whoa, that's like some romantic tension there, yeah. and then later on in the episode, it was like, oh, so it is explicitly queer, and it's like, right oh, in the I episode, I was blown away, because it's I was like, whoa, yeah. this is a Disney+, Plus, I do, a Disney+, Plus do, yeah. where it's like, you can watch this plus, and it's explicitly queer in the first episode. You, you don't even have to make us wait for a whole season. You know, it's just right there, and, yeah. and it's just... Yeah, I, it. I did actually watch the... I did watch the first uh, first season. Um, uh, not the first season, the
1: first episode. That's what I am <laughs> to say. The first season, I don't think it's even over yet. Maybe. Who knows? Uh, I mainly watched it because fucking uh, conservatives on Twitter were complaining that there was a kiss. And yeah. where have values gone? And I watched that. I went. So they had an issue with the kiss, but nothing else. Like, I, uh, are they blind? <laughs> no, not to you know, not to be ableist in this case, like blind people. are going that be that sounds even worse. I just feel bad. I just feel bad for using the word blind because that's that's kind of ableist. Yeah. So no. Uh, Apologies. But, but yes, yeah, it's clear
2: i definitely want to watch that yeah sometime.
1: yeah i have like a sword fight at the start i think
0: yes it was like and it was a it's... sparring it was like there was sparring at the beginning okay. of the episode and, yeah uh, and it's just career i love it oh yeah definitely i was also like oh wait so
1: these people have an issue with that small thing that happens they don't have an issue with the prince sleeping around and basically like betraying everyone he like pretends his heart belongs okay Mm. (laughs) of course
2: they don't of course they don't those are the family values they love yeah all they see is something queer and they're like (laughs) (gasps) how could you you? (laughs) consensual
1: love between two people that does not involve me
2: Oh damn, it's fake i don't like it
3: um, <sighs> yep.
1: Anyway, yeah. Watch below. <laughs> watch Wednesday, watch Warrior <laughs> it's, it's great.
0: Also, also notable because also one of the actors in the romance is also gay herself. So
2: Oh nice. Yeah. Oh Modern I love, love it. That's great. Yes. We yes. love to see it.
1: Yes. Okay. Love our queer people in queer queer positions. Yes. That
3: sounds bad as well. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hey, I'm trying controlling myself
0: I never shut up though uh, <laughs> And now uh, Movies, favorite movies
1: Um Favorite movies, well
2: wow. Uh, honestly We just Watched uh Puss in Boots And that was really good
0: Yeah, we watched <laughs> so the, the, love. the second... So much love about yeah. that And I haven't seen it yet, but I want to it's yeah. so
1: good! Yeah, this movie, we watched the second one, uh, it was amazing. So, we don't usually watch a lot of like Disney, Pixar, DreamWorks, whichever one it is. They all put together. Yeah, like, something like that. Right? <laughs> yeah, DreamWorks, that one. Um, we don't usually watch a lot of their movies because, uh, well, I personally am not super interested because all of them are kind of like the same. Uh, yeah. Not not that the story. Like the story can feel grand or bland. What you see on the screen is always the same. But this movie, like the animation work in it, is amazing. Oh, the animation amazing. Is so good. I think it first like started when um, uh, Spider Verse like uh, changed uh, like the formula level, had this like completely different
0: recently. style. It's hard recently. It's really yeah. Good. yeah
1: yeah like it's it has a it completely like- different style it has uh, it it fits the medium yeah. the way it's animated like the frame like uh, the frame count is designed to make you feel just like motion and action yeah. and this movie like person Grits 2 yeah. felt like a blend
2: yeah they the- it, it felt like they added the animation style yeah. into Puss and Puss and Boots, and it was really yeah. good. And the way they fought was just so—it uh, yeah.
1: was... so fresh, so nice. The themes in there were exactly what we love. It was soft in the right moments. It was scary in the uh, right moments. It was just yes. so good. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely watch it. It's great. Yeah,
0: good, good. You know. So yeah, Puss and Boots, I The Last Wish. I've seen. from what I've seen as a trailer for that. It reminds me actually of another DreamWorks movie, uh, *The Bad Guys*, which also has a similar animation style. Mm-hmm. So, it's nice to- oh, I haven't
1: seen that
0: one. Yeah, taking- sure. I, I have <laughs> to. I to take a look. I, I've heard of it, but I've been yeah, Netflix- around to see it. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's uh, it's it, it's currently streaming on net, on Netflix here in the US, and okay. it was actually quite fun. I would say pre- predictable. It's a very predictable heist movie. But so fun to watch, and like uh, mm-hmm. you know, banter, some ocean love and energy. I love the voice cast, <laughs> you know, Sam Rockwell, you know, Aquafina, mm-hmm. and it's yeah, just we'll no. to watch
2: a few more movies then. <laughs> that sounds
0: like great fun. Yeah, <laughs> asked to watch, but so just, wait. So I gotta ask our dream work. so. Does that mean that you're, not, you're not a fan of v movies like Kung Fu Panda or How to Train Your Dragon, which are two of my favorite movies ever, animated movies? Uh,
1: <laughs> Mika, Mika, do you want to answer first because I have words? <laughs> <I'm
0: doing laughs> you're first. the one that said it. Okay, now. Um,
1: uh, if you want to say
2: something. I, I liked How, how to drain, Train Your Dragon.
1: Yeah. good. I, I, I liked those ones. That's, that's like when I still cared. That's yeah. when I was still fresh-faced and I was like, oh, this is interesting. Um, I have issues with the Kung Fu Panda Kung Fu Panda movies. I love them, like the first and the second one. I love them a lot so much so that I listen to them in multiple different like languages because <laughs> oh, I like yeah. some of the voice actors better in different languages. Like that uh, makes the, sense. Yeah. I think the voice actor for the the, the Peacock Shen in, in German, he sounds so creepy. I love it. <laughs> um, it's just like. It's just like the overarching narrative of this thing was like, first movie, was it was like, oh yeah, so the power was inside you all along. You have to believe in yourself. The second movie was inner peace and you can like create peace. You can help your opponent. The third movie, movie was magic, gold, dust powers, kill your enemies, everyone's happy. And then now everybody has a gold dust I don't know what it was about that one, but that it just didn't stick with me at all. <laughs> <laughs> but overall, I like them, and I love the How to Train to Train Your Dragons movies. I heard the Two Toothless movies. I I love I I love the first one and the second one because my sister also loved them. <sighs> the third one was no, no I, I didn't I didn't even watch it, but I know it's terrible because it's, they tried to. It's based on a series of books, and they try to shoehorn the ending of the books into the movies in a way that makes absolutely no sense. Like the books end with dragons are like, the books start with uh, dragons are in servitude to the Vikings. They didn't used to be, but they are basically slaves now. And um, there's like, spoilers for the books. There's this uh, big dragon. Uh, there's like two main, um, Like, antagonists. One is the Viking who tries to, like, unite uh, all the other Vikings and, like, put dragons back into slavery when Hiccup tries to, sort of, like, work against that. And he's sort of Hiccup's rival and Hiccup is, like, the other candidate. And the other one is a dragon that I believe is called the Red Death. And he's trying to, you know, kill all the Vikings to set dragons free. And he and Hiccup, like, they have, like, a fucking... They come to an understanding. They are, like, okay, so... I'm going to take over as new Viking chief, and I'm going to free the dragons. And if this does not happen within my lifetime, if I cannot get them out of slavery, then they're all going to, like, one at a time, just fuck off and leave forever, because we do not deserve to be around them. And in the movie, it was like, I I don't know. Let's let's send the dragons away for no reason, because we're already living in harmony with them. So why are we sending them away? (laughs) Uh, Interesting. It was, uh-huh. but they were I'm all still so good movies. You know
2: more about the book. I, <sighs> I,
1: I read the first book. It was I liked it. He had a tiny dragon. He didn't have any teeth. Still good teeth. He's gonna grow as a fucking mountain one day. It's great. I like dragons. <laughs> but yeah, I I have critiques to too many things, but I still think they're good movies. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I still think they have their good parts. Fascinating. So, you're both, like, you're, you're the same, so like, you're, you're like, the same for both of like, the trilogies, where, like you're into the first and second movies, not so much into the third movies. And it's interesting, because yeah. I would say, I, like, I, I mean, here's the thing, I, I generally think all of the movies in each and uh, both trilogies are strong. However, I would say that the way it goes for me is, I think for, so for Kung Fu Panda, I... I Think uh, my favorite is the first movie, second movie not it's still like in second place, but still very strong, like right beneath the first movie yeah. in terms of like how it explores its the emotional themes and the narratives, and goes into some yeah. surprisingly dark places. And then the third movie, mm-hmm. I still I, I appreciate the third movie very much. However, it's still a it's a bit lower. It's not at, as high as the other two movies, but I'm still into yeah. it. And then for How to Train Dragon, mm-hmm. I loved the first movie first movie is my favorite second movie, so very strong. Again, not as strong as the second, first movie, but still, high up there. And then the third movie, it's kind of like, it's a, it's lower down. Not it, it, Again, I still yeah. like it. It's still very yeah. good, but not as strong as the other ones. But generally, I like all of them. And Even if I do yeah, have I my, little, like... my little quibbles or something, which I feel like my quibbles are smaller mm. than your uh, bigger criticisms. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: I feel like trilogies sometimes when they, they're movies... Kind of have lower quality as they go keep going.
3: Yeah,
1: which is unfortunate. Mm-hmm. The writers just kind
0: of like peer out a little. Mm-hmm. I think oh. you know, not... No, oh. no, <laughs> no. Your books won't peter out. No, it's but... fine. We're fine. <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> <laughs> but and and then but what comes with Canada? Though, because there is a fourth movie coming out now. So do you have any thoughts on mm. on that from Canada? Boy.
1: Oh, yes, I I did hear, like, oh, God, I was really excited when they announced they wanted, like, to do six or seven more movies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't heard of the uh, the new one uh, much. Um, honestly, I'm probably going to give it a chance, because here's the thing, even with, like, any issues I had with the, uh, like, third movie, the first two were just great, like, uh, maybe the writing was, like, a little lacking in, the, like, the third movie, but the uh, just sound uh, choreography, the fights, everything, like, it hit all the emotional spots. I had, like, mm. these comfort scenes that I would watch of them.
3: <laughs> <laughs> they were
1: funny in places, they were emotional in other places, so I'm probably going to give it a chance. Uh, honestly,
2: I, a it could be... um. Like yeah. that's one. Who knows? It with could the, be
1: amazing. You never know.
2: I like, how their so. animation has evolved. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah who, knows? who knows? Maybe they, maybe they're trying something completely new. Maybe uh, it's gonna be just like the new hot thing. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, I'm 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 pumped, honestly. I I want I want Kung Fu Panda 4 to be fantastic, you know. I want this to be great. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: What's your return? That'd please nice. don't please don't make me feel like this was a waste of time. Don't make don't be a pain yeah. on the whole Country Panda franchise. You know, again, one of my favorite yeah, anime all of animation.
2: <laughs> and hey, uh, maybe, maybe it'll be the best one. <laughs> you yeah. never know. It depends on know. how they
1: do it. I'd find uh, just a gem there waiting to be discovered.
0: Well, yeah. Yes. And well, any, any other favorite movie to you want to stuff? off?
1: I, I think that's it for me.
2: Uh, I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I I think that's it, probably.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, uh, for a while in like, Ryan the Last Dragon was pretty. Oh
1: great. right, yeah, yeah. Ryan and the Last Dragon honestly should have an honorable mention because
2: yeah, we got really into that.
1: <laughs> yeah, we got really into that. Um. Well, we got into it because it had, like, the crumbs of queer rap that we were used to, and we were like, yeah hey, lesbians.
0: Yes. Also, It also was... was a dragon. <laughs> yes, dragon, yeah. yes. You know, oh, I, yes, uh, you're reminding me of that, yes, the whole, there was that whole debate back when the movie came out, where it was like, wait, the movie could have gone just one step further, you know, to make the queer yeah. rap <laughs> perfect. Yeah. It was, it
1: was, it seemed like somebody was really trying Hard to disguise the
0: career rep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, even like, but, even like they're even Cat- really good
2: friends now. Even
0: Katy yeah. Mary Chan, yeah. when, she, when she had read the script, she had read into it which, which, uh, was a, a, a queer reading.
2: Oh, yes, yes. So that was this. like,
0: holy crap. So even the actors just reading off of the script got, uh, you know, yeah, t- 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 yeah. She,
2: she wanted that to be, she was like, I like this relationship.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's,
1: it's, <laughs> it's good. good. <laughs> um, and it's, uh, helped us like um because it was like a whole thing about people making their own like yeah or characters in the universe it uh helped us meet our <laughs> current cover artists yeah finally, both yeah. of
3: them oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <sighs> uh,
1: i think if we, i think i just remembered like if it comes to queer like the or to series or favorite series i think we maybe should mention shira <laughs>
2: Oh, I forgot about
0: yeah, we, Chira, yeah. Chira.
1: Avatar.
0: Avatar, Avatar. Yeah, uh, I know that's. I'm a huge fan of that. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. like we, no spoilers, but it's it's a great show. Um, mm-hmm. God, I think we. I started watching it and just had like the feeling like how it was gonna end, and but I started watching it before I knew anything about like really queer things. So mm-hmm. when it ended the way I thought, I was like very happy. It was amazing and hit all the right beats. Also, had like yeah. a villain. <laughs>
3: yeah. It
2: was. It
0: was just... Both Avatar and.
1: Uh, yeah, Avatar, Avatar
0: yeah. Uh, as well. And no, and... Like, uh, the version uh, uh, oh, of Korra. I should specify like, Korra. Now, that's Korra, so when I watched this, it's Avatar's Last Airbender that right I saw. But Korra, so when I watched it. Right. And She yeah. Ra. Yeah.
1: Korra all is ones, also stories. great. Like, yeah. God, I. I remember when uh, it came out. I didn't. I mean, every everybody's heard that and girlfriend's. Yeah. Everybody. Everybody knows at this it, point. It, 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 I it, it, it,
0: it's it. a massive thing now. So it's you know. Yeah.
2: It, it's a, it's common knowledge at this yeah. point.
1: Yeah. So at the end of the series, I, I they hold hands. Yeah. yeah. At the end of the series, they hold hands and yeah. go like on a vacation together, basically, and. I didn't realize at the time when I first watched it, because that was like even way longer before, before I met Mikael, Like I didn't realize how meaningful it was, and I didn't realize why it, you know, why, you know, Nickelodeon refused to air it. I was like, oh, that's weird. Why are they doing that?
3: Yeah. That
1: was like, sometimes people nowadays go like, oh, I thought they'd be more queer rep because people say this was revolutionary. Yeah. For the it time, was. that yeah. was revolutionary. That was the yeah, yeah, best yeah. we could fucking hope for.
2: Honestly, yeah. It was like, yeah, they hold, held hands, but that was so much bigger than what we see, what yeah. we saw at that time. <laughs>
1: yeah. and, and that's
2: really what made everything else like blow up in queer t- shows and stuff. Like, like, Yeah,
1: we still constantly have to fight for representation of uh, marginalized people yeah. of <sighs> all kinds. And it's slowly, slowly just going forwards. But, you know... Gotta keep working
0: on it. Yes. But well, it's always gonna be beautiful. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Well, oh, we're coming up to our good word segments to wrap up this whole talk, but one more question I wanna ask before we get to that. Is there one question that you wish I would have asked you throughout this whole interview? Mm-hmm. That's
1: an interesting question. Mm-hmm. I think I'm honestly. I think I'm honestly good because I, I talk a lot as you know, um, I'm I'm glad I'm always glad when people tell me that they don't mind me talking a lot because when I meet new people, that's, that's my goat. That's just how it happens. (laughs) So I'm, I'm good. I think, uh, I have had ample opportunity to show my personality.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I think possibly, uh, work-in-progresses or new releases for Oh, us? yes. <laughs> you want to hear about work-in-progress books. <laughs>
3: uh,
1: okay, so currently we're working on the sequel to She Who Brought the Storm, technically book one of a new series. Uh, it's called uh, She Who Earned Her Wings. It's a about a young druid, uh, druid, druid, <laughs> one of words. It's about a young druid who leaves her home and wants to just learn about the world and grow stronger in magic and you know, maybe kiss a girl or two to uh, see what happens. <laughs> and she immediately just catches the attention of, like, two dragons <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who obviously want to date her. Well,
2: not obviously, but pretty much yeah. Well, not obviously, <laughs> but
1: pretty much yeah. There's, there's uh, people who turn into animals, there's foxes, like cute little foxes, there's magic, there's a cult conveniently to you know not deal with those feelings baby dragons
2: yeah and you know stuff falling out of the sky stuff you
1: know, falling out, out of the sky, a... sky polyamorous lesbian dragons yeah <laughs> all
0: that good stuff and a murder mystery apparently yep. now. <laughs> nice nice another <laughs> <Love laughs> um, yeah. good old yeah. murder mystery you know i love i love you know the murder mysteries from all like you know books even like you know a good ghost guide to murder or, you know books like that oh yeah, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. this one, this one I, I don't actually know that much about murder mysteries but I feel like this one might be revolutionary because it's not <laughs> it's not so much like who done it but uh who didn't done it,
3: it, it
1: you're trying yeah. you to eliminate who who it could have been to see who the potential love interest yeah. is but yeah it's uh, it's great it's actually the the story of the uh, character that uh, I met Nika with yeah Ooh, which is why it's very important. One.
2: Yeah it's, and after be... that,
1: good. yeah it's gonna be good and after that we get back to the crimson tears series and get to do our second book the thrill of the hunt which is going to be a lot of fun a lot more uh, monsters i
2: already want to get to fight. it
1: yeah same and then we're gonna just do the third one in the series <laughs> after that yep. the killer of kings ah, it's gonna be
3: great <laughs> it's gonna
1: be right away, away. oh yes Oh yes,
2: we're writing out. <laughs> oh uh, gosh, so much writing. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's going to be lots of emotional moments. Vampires punched in the face. Monsters devoured. Yep. Yeah. Yum,
2: delicious. Love
1: confessions, potentially. <laughs> so yeah, that's our upcoming
0: stuff. That's good, that's good. And now, now we're coming up to the, the segment that I, that I always wrap up my, my episodes, my podcast with, which is good Goodwood, and that's where you know, you, you get to uh, present something, a recommendation, you know, for a book, a movie, a TV show, a podcast, music, whatever you want. So mm-hmm. you get to present your own good words. Uh, Mika, let's kick off with yours.
2: I would probably say that people should check out the book uh, Wilderwood. It's a friend of ours book, and it's about uh, vampires. Well, a vampire. A mage and some, oh, what was he? A ranger. A ranger. Yeah. And they, it's it's, it's short, interesting, polyamorous. It's it's yeah. nice. I like Sorry. it. It's
1: uh, it's written by Hallie Starling, uh, and yeah. it's. It's honestly amazing. <clears throat> yeah. I I have not gone to read it. Yet. I really want to but I'm busy writing. <laughs> but I read a little bit and just the way Hallie writes the just the prose, the emotion in it, it's just it makes my heart weak. It's <laughs> it's so good.
2: Yeah, and it's only like 200 pages so <laughs>
1: yeah. pretty
2: small. Okay, it's nice. not expensive at all.
1: Like 9.99 no. or something.
2: Something like that, yeah.
0: Okay, so. Smaller um, book, you know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mika do you have a, a movie or anything recommendation
2: God, uh, not really
1: or a podcast <laughs> or anything
2: Um, uh, not really but when <laughs> a recommendation for a show that's coming out soon or not soon but in, in the next year you guys should watch the Percy Jackson series yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I am. You know, uh, it's it's funny. I actually, 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 I actually t- uh, brought that up recently on a podcast, and you know, like talking yeah. about it with another author, and mm-hmm. we and we were like, you know, let's hope this is good. We you know this needs to be a a worthy adaptation, faithful and enjoyable well, to watch. Yeah,
2: Rick Riordan literally is. Directing it himself, so oh, yeah. I'm yeah, pretty yeah. sure oh. it's going to be amazing. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, Man. I'm so excited for it.
1: Yeah, I guess I should do my recommendations. Um, yeah, okay, oh, but, uh... Mika uh... stole the book one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <there> <laughs> Mika stole the book one. I was gonna do rude. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Harry's selling works like all of them are just amazing, but Willow is far my favorite from what yeah. I have had the time to read i really need to just get on that and uh just like write a review <laughs> <gasps>
3: yeah
1: um but i can i can recommend two other things uh, it's the two podcasts. <laughs> uh the first podcast uh, people might have heard of it's the magnus archives oh yes I've it's heard of, uh, a, a yes it's a horror anthology podcast and yeah. um I actually started listening to it a uh, while ago, uh, like just before it sort of ended. So it's completely, uh, it's completely on. It's on Spotify. You can listen to every episode. It's great. The editing is great. It's just, it just works. It, it's amazing. It is creepy in just all the right ways. Uh, there's a bit of a narrative story, but you don't have to worry about that. But like you'll, you'll get there. Um. Honestly, the uh, Magnus archives were a big inspiration in, like, some of the stuff in The Gift of Blood.
2: Yes, definitely.
1: Uh, like, we have characters sort of, like, referencing them. We have an institute, like the Magnus Institute. We have the Argent Institute. Uh, there are references in, like, the themes of fear, which is a fun... Hmm. I can't, I can't spoil it. I can't yeah, spoil, don't spoil it. it. <laughs> I can't spoil it. There's a, there's a fun reason for that that is like canonically uh, part of the Magnus Archives. Um, it's not going to be like the main focus of our series because it focuses on Ryan and her story of being a protector for a community, but it's it's a lot of fun to play with just these creepy things. And if you want to get into horror and horror writing, that's a good place to start. There's a yeah, lot definitely. of that. That's ah, so good. And the other podcast I could recommend is a and D actual play podcast, sort of actual play. It's called *Dames and Dragons*, and it is an a, it's a wild, wild ride. Uh, it follows the story of like three in total characters. Every time I think it's always three. Um, there's a bit of a cast switch in the middle, but it's just like. People sitting around a table, having the most fun they can have in an interesting world, just being ridiculous, like getting put into a dungeon, befriending a pet slug, setting a <laughs> door on fire, passing out, and then using that as an opportunity to charm the captain of the guard and just being like, you should take me to you know, a different, a better room so I can turn to a bird and fly out the window. <laughs> It's just, it's wild, and all the, um, the players are also, I believe, all queer, uh, some of them just, you know, uh, use they, them pronouns, I think, maybe, like, I'm not going to speak on other people's queerness, they're not super open about it, but there's queerness, there's a lot of queerness, there's also ace, ace representation, which is great, it's a fun little thing, and it's not as difficult to get into as stuff like critical role or high rollers. Mm-hmm. And you can just listen to it on
0: spotify so yeah. yay well i have listened to them a lot <laughs> that's good that's good so now you've given both of your good words and now uh, we've reached the end of our conversation and i want to thank you very much for coming on here this was you know really delightful to bring on you know, the sense critic to talk with you yeah. and thank you very much for having us yeah
1: it was it was, uh, it was great being here it was a lot of fun yeah. i hope
0: I didn't talk too much. <laughs> it, it, it's okay. It's, yeah. it's okay. You know, I, I I love you know to have the shadow. You know, you know, I, I, I honestly between the two, I would prefer to have more shadow than no shadow. You know, it, it, it yeah. it's it's a lot easier to work with more shadow on. on a podcast, whereas if you just yeah. have like a silence, it's just like, you know, I guess I'll have to work yeah. around, around yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> hey,
1: if you like, if anybody needs somebody to just. Talk shit for an hour.
2: Call <laughs> <me>. <laughs> she will.
1: I can do she will that. Just
2: keep talking.
1: <laughs> I can do that. Yeah, that's what I'm good at. Just keep talking. <laughs> anyway, this was uh, this was very fun. Thank you very yeah. much for having us.
0: You're welcome. And now, really and now, what what people find you? Any socials? Anything online? You know.
1: Oh right. Yes, those exist.
0: Fuck.
1: <laughs> um. I guess Twitter is probably the best place. I, I'm there. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, like my handle is uh, Dragon Pros because I don't know why I'm <laughs> queer. I'm extra. I don't want to be found <laughs> easily. <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, I'm also on Twitter, uh, and I'm also on TikTok, which has some of my their promos. Uh, that's uh, Queryo Cheerio. Uh, and my tiktok or not my tiktok my twitter is uh, shagura scarlet don't ask why that's it's called that <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: a long story again
2: <laughs> um, what else do we have we have a
1: link tree we have a link
2: have, tree and like we have,
1: a, a, and yeah. we have a, a newsletter that we like send out like every once a month
2: uh, on a good day
1: it's mainly yeah. for like new releases and to let people know hey new stuff is going on hey new cover art is done stuff oh, like yeah. that
2: our yeah. Link Tree is something. Where... Uh it's
1: uh oh, God. I think it's v-
2: Vela and Mika.
1: Uh yeah, Linktree, Vela and Mika just like together. Yeah. And that's that's where you find us. That's where it all it of our stuff is. Our,
2: yeah, it has all of our links to our newsletter or website that we have a website.
1: Yeah, um, we have a website.
2: <laughs> all of our social media and all of our books and stuff.
1: Know, we give you the like, We would give you the link to the website, but uh, it's a part of the newsletter, so the URL is long. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: yeah. All right. And as for my socials, you can find this podcast on Twitter and Instagram at two underscore sense critic. You can follow my personal accounts on Twitter, Good Pods, Story Graph, Letterboxd, and TikTok at author underscore ant eighteen. You can find me on Goodreads at Arthur Harwell. If you want to email me, you can reach me at email 2 critic at yahoo.com. You can check out my blog at 2 And make sure you subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. wherever you listen to podcasts, whether it's on Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, iTunes, Pods, all of those services. And Make sure you especially rate and review because that's really crucial to spreading the show to more listeners. Reviews
1: are important.
0: Give reviews. <laughs> yes. By the way, to again, like yeah, yeah. for spreading it, you know, about pop- how yeah. popularity rise. To more Re- reviews are, are the lifeblood of,
1: of small creators. If you if you want to do something nice for a creator, leave a review.
0: Yeah, generally, but yeah, it doesn't even
1: have to be nice. Well,
0: <laughs> any creators, you know, just in general. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Something, but. Now, once again, thank you for coming on here, Amika, Vader. Just great to talk with you for an hour and a half. Thank you for having us. It was a lot of fun. Again, yes. You're welcome. And until next time, stay healthy and stay strong.
1: Read indie books.